Thank you for inviting me into this beautiful place. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Scott and Pastor Melissa. And thank you so much, Rachel, running Lindgren, for working on bringing me here. I'm so pleased to be here, and I thank you so very much. I bring you greetings from the winter community at Holden Village. Um, You have some wonderful people there who have just come from some of your graduating seniors from last year. Um, uh, Melissa Anderson and Nick Gordon are long-term staff members, which means that they've committed a year to being at Holden. Uh, Melissa is a a lead cook. She's cooking up wonderful things. And Nick Gordon is simply the best garbologist on record. So it's really fun to have those ties, too. Um, We are still at Holden trying to get enough snow to slide down the hill adequately. Believe it or not, we usually have about 300 inches, and so far it's just not coming. But we trust that it will. So how many of you know that you own a retreat center in the Cascade Mountains? How many, let me just tell you this, you all own a retreat center in the Cascade Mountains. I can't, I couldn't have given a better build-up than, than Pastor Melissa did. But you all own it. Holden Village was a gift. It was given to, to the Lutheran churches and all of their friends, and so it belongs to you too. So how many of you know that you own a retreat center in the Cascade Mountains? Great. Come and see it. At Holden, we have this old saying from the, er- the early years that the gospel lives by controversy. And this is not always a popular saying because controversy is not comfortable, especially for Lutherans and other polite people. <laughs> the, thought, the, the whole idea that the good news of Jesus Christ might come alive in and with through conversation that might not be altogether pleasant or, or sometimes disagreements that are rather profound is hard, but the truth is, it does. We had a forest fire in 2007, and um, it shut down the village for about five and a half weeks, and one of the things I learned, you may already know this, but the ponderosa pine seeds can only germinate when they are burst open by fire. They might as well be dead unless, until a forest fire comes along. Sometimes in lively conversation, even in controversy or disagreement, something that seems dead, a seed deep inside the husk of an idea or thought is burst open and life emerges. The Spirit of God accomplishes this, and the Spirit is free like the wind, but it's also fire. Well, this sort of creative stuff the bursting open of fresh new thoughts and ideas doesn't happen when each person is a mirror image of the other or where everyone is imitating someone else, wearing the same face, walking with the same stride, trying to see things the same way. It happens instead when each person is free to be exactly herself or himself, unique, called by name, precious and honored, forgiven and loved. My husband's grandfather, Abraham Hinderley, used to say, I need to be myself even if I have to go to hell for it. And the first time I heard this, I was a little startled. I had to think about it a while. 
But it takes courage to be yourself and a kind of intensity that I had to start praying for. I want to read a passage by Joseph Brodsky, who was a Russian poet exiled from the Soviet Union. He um, taught at Columbia University and some other places in the U.S. for many years and received a a Nobel Prize in literature. Um, Anyway, this is from uh, Brodsky's commencement speech at Williams College, and it's printed in a, a compilation of his essays called Less Than One. No matter how daring or cautious you may choose to be, in the course of your life you are bound to come into direct physical contact with what's known as evil. I might mean here not a property of the Gothic novel, but to say at the least, a palpable social reality that you in no way can control. A prudent thing to do, therefore, would be to subject your notions of good to the closest possible scrutiny, to go, so to speak, through your entire wardrobe, checking which of your clothes may fit a stranger. You'll be surprised at how many things you considered your own and good can easily fit without much adjustment your enemy. You may even start to wonder whether your enemy is not your mirror image, for the most interesting thing about evil is that it is wholly human. To put it mildly, nothing can be turned and warned inside out with greater ease than one's notion of social justice, civic conscience, a better future. The surest defense against evil, then, is extreme individualism, originality of thinking, whimsicality, even, if you will, eccentricity. That is, something that can't be feigned, faked, imitated, something even a seasoned imposter couldn't be happy with. Something, in other words, that can't be shared, like your own skin, not even by a minority. Evil is a sucker for solidity. It always goes for big numbers, for confident granite, for ideological purity, for drilled armies and balanced sheets. Its proclivity for such things has to do presumably with its innate insecurity, but this realization, again, is a small comfort when evil triumphs. I think we get distracted sometimes in the call to be ourselves by the New Testament passages that ask us to be of one mind. But being the body of Christ, a body with many members, is not being the same. In the body of Christ, we don't all have the same function. We don't see things in the same way because we're different, essential parts of that body. If, therefore, we deny our own calling and function, we deny the whole body its wholeness. Instead, we are called into our own skins, beloved, cared for, and blessed. So, sisters and brothers of California Lutheran University, fellow members of the body of Christ, Try not to think alike. The gospel lives by controversy. The community of saints needs your perspective. Subject your notions of good to the greatest possible scrutiny, says Brodsky. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, says the letter to Timothy, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Don't be afraid that you might be wrong, and by the same token, don't be afraid of that uncomfortable gut feeling that puts you at odds with those you admire. It just might indicate an important, essential part of the truth that needs to be discovered. The toughest things are those notions that we hardly dare question because they seem so obvious or widely accepted. One's notion of civic civic conscience, social justice, a better future, to quote Brodsky again, We need to keep examining the details of these notions in broad daylight. God calls you, and that means hearing with your ears, seeing with your vision, perceiving with the eyes of your heart. 
I'm going to read a poem by James Hall. Um, and I had to do a little research before I could read this poem at Holden Village, uh, which unfortunately didn't involve watching the relevant movies. But I found out something you might to know, like to know. This is a bit of trivia that may stand you in good stead someday. Spider-Man comes from Queens, New York. Okay, just that's just all you need to know. It's not important. It's just trivia. Um, I don't think it accounts for the accent in this poem, but, um, but it, that's just something that might help you. Okay. The poem is entitled, Maybe That's Your Problem Too. All my problems, who knows maybe everybody's problems, is due to the fact, due to the awful truth, that I am Spider-Man. I know, I know, all the dumb jokes, no flies on you, ha-ha. And the one about what do I do with all those extra legs in bed? Well, that's funny, yeah. But you try being Spider-Man for a month or two. Go ahead. You get those crazy calls from the governor asking you to trap some burglar who's only trying to whip off color TV sets. Now, what do I care about color TV sets? But I pull on the suit, the stinking suit, with the sucker cups on the fingers, and I get my whoops and a widow bundle of equipment. Then I go flying like crazy across the town from rooftop to rooftop. Till there he is, some poor, dumb color TV slob, And I fall on him in, and we wrestle a widow, and I get him all woped up. So big deal. You think when you're Spider-Man, there's something big going to happen to you? Well, I tell you what. It don't happen that way. Nothing happens. Governor calls. I go. Bring him to police. Governor calls again, like that, over and over again. I think I try something different. I think I try something exciting, like racing cars. Something to make my heart beat at a different weight. But then you just can't quit being something like Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man for life. Forever. I can't even burn my suit. It won't burn. It's flame resistant. (laughs) So maybe that's your problem too. Who knows? Maybe that's the problem with everything. Nobody can burn their suits. They're all flame resistant. Who knows? Well, when I read that at Holden, our mayor, Joseph Coffey, fell off his chair laughing. Of course, he's only five years old, but he is the mayor. And at five, it's, obviously, it's obvious that no one else fits his suit. But there's no one like you either. Never has been ever in the history of the world. And you are called to great things. Even at the end of your day, if you think, big deal. It is a big deal. God made you so wonderfully. Each of your days as you is an amazing gift. No matter how many times you've tried to burn that flame-resistant suit, God lays out a path for you that is wide and open and blessed by love with plenty of options. Some of us fear there's only one narrow path for us, and it's up to us to figure out where to place each footstep And in so carefully choosing each step to make sure we do the right thing, our gate becomes kind of choppy and uneven. But even in Ephesians, where St. Paul says that we are God's work of art, God's poema, made for good works which God has prepared for us to walk in, 
The word for walk in Greek is peripatomen, peripatetic, walk around. God made us and also provides good works for us to stroll around in and enjoy, to discover. But is this always comfortable? Is it safe? Well, I don't think so. Is it safe from, to fly from rooftop to rooftop, even if you're Spider-Man? I don't think so. Probably not. Is it safe to have different views, different ideas, to live in community with people who are really different? No, it's not safe. And fire is real. But it's exciting and it's beautiful. And holy fire is holy blessed. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. The suit might pinch or bag at times, and it's okay to try something new. Let your heart beat at a different rate. You will not be overwhelmed. It's a promise. So let that gift of God be rekindled. The gift is in you. The flame will not consume you, and the suit won't burn. Thanks be to God.